friends so thank you so much for clicking on episode 22 of two friendless friends if you haven't checked out last week's episode please do so it'll be in the description box below if you're watching from youtube or if you're from another platform i guess you can kind of just look back um but either way thanks so much for listening to this week's episode so we're actually going to do something a bit different today we don't really have anything in mind we don't have a topic planned and we're going to just kind of go off of whatever's in our minds basically um which is going to be different interesting and hopefully we're going to end up somewhere fun uh so we'd love if you joined us for this weird journey but before we begin we're going to do our regular uh weekly update and then get into our question so kelly How's this week been going for you? Uh, so that interview I was talking about before happened on Tuesday, which is when we normally record, but because of that interview, we moved it to today, which is Thursday. Um, uni started yesterday for me, technically, like my first tutorial of the term. That was interesting. Which uh, tutorial was this for? Infosys. So... It was actually pretty, like, chill. I thought there was class participation, but it was just attendance and homework. So that's fun. I don't need to participate. But then, like, since every tutorial I've had, like, recently for my courses all had uh, participation, I noticed, like, very distinctively, especially because it was in person, the awkward silence when participation isn't compulsory (laughs) really there's so much awkward silence so like i answered i actually answered quite a few questions which is something i normally wouldn't do but so many people like just sat there while the tutor was just waiting for responses it was kind of sad and the questions weren't even hard they were really simple what are your thoughts on participation marks though I think it's um it's not the best because I feel like last time I did participate like so much but I was so limited because my tutor felt like my tutor would literally look at me because I answered so many questions she would just try and like pick someone else because there were so many people without participation marks at all like they were probably sitting on very low marks. But that also meant that I couldn't get that many marks. Right, okay. Yeah. Like, it also meant that I didn't participate as much. So, it was... It's really unfair in that sense because there's not enough chances for everyone to participate. But it's like the people that can participate, sometimes the tutor has to ignore. Oh, yeah, so that other people get more chance. That's what happened to me too. And like, half of me likes it because for me, it's easy marks. But I know that there are some people who just don't like talking, but they learn best just from listening. And that's fine too. But then now they're losing like 10% of their grade just because they don't want to speak up. Like some people just have like anxiety or... They're just not comfortable. I'm oh, and, I'm like I'm just someone in between. I don't usually ask questions like you do, but I don't exactly like 
hate answering questions. I'm okay with it. I just prefer not to. Do you think it lowers the uh, incentive to participate in classes that don't have participation marks? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because I think like more people are the type to just not answer than those that are willing to answer. And also, I think class participation definitely motivates me to stay on top of the content because it means um, that I have to know my stuff. To yeah, I guess so. Unless I'm yeah. just asking really dumb questions that are like answered by the textbook. Um, that's the only thing about class participation that I find really, really helpful. So, like, I have a feeling that this time I will be up to date with content because all of my classes have participation marks. Oh, okay. I haven't actually checked my ones. I don't think we do. I have no idea, actually. Um, okay. But, uh, let's go back to your interview. How did that go? (laughs) I'm still not going to say the company, but um, I think I was so nervous for the first one. I think I was shaky and I, I'm i really grateful to the interviewer because he was really, really nice. And he kind of walked me through like all the process of the interview, how it would be like before we even started. And I think he could tell I, I was like nervous and shaky. So he was like extra nice. And um. I was really grateful, but the second interview, because it was two two 45-minute interviews, and the second interview was, the quality of the call was really low, like, I think um, he was very far away from his microphone, so I could hardly hear what he was saying, he had to repeat himself a lot, and he had a very thick accent as well. So it was a a lot harder for me to understand, but I got through it and he said my code was good. So thank you. (laughs) And okay, um, well, like afterwards, I realized I made a really dumb mistake in my code for both because both questions were kind of similar. And I think I don't think that would like be a disqualifying factor, but it was just like now I just keep thinking about it and like if I do fail I think it will be because of that because I don't think I did anything else wrong well we'll see in maybe a week's time yeah probably a week or so hopefully I mean I think it's longer than that but um the next like process is in a week speaking of interviews though I also had to do a few interviews during the past week for like two different companies and oh I think like after some time it just gets so repetitive and boring interviews like I think technical interviews at least are not boring because you have to like know your stuff oh yes but like behavioral interviews are ones where they're just chatting to you the questions are so generic sometimes but I do appreciate when interviews are more casual just like, like talking. talking yeah yeah, yeah. like casual I did two last year and they were very like they were both very chatty casual like there were some specific questions that like every company asked so like uh just introduce yourself you they already have your resume but they like hearing you introduce yourself yeah. it's like you need to know how to sell yourself in a sense and that's kind of interesting and 
I What's think, your go-to response for that, though? I just start off with my name, my degree, and um, oh, same. something that I do on the side, which is now... Okay. I say my podcast for everything oh. because like, I'm not really saying much. And I found that the first interview I did at that point, I didn't mention my podcast, but I found that on the second interview, my recruiter really, really stuck onto the podcast bit. And she was really sorry. Which interview was this for? Um, the one that you're doing now? No, it was one from last year. And oh, okay. She was like, um, she very, she found it very interesting. I think so. Like, um, try to sell something about you that is a point of interest for a recruiter that shows something, like some sort of skill, some sort of commitment. Okay, the way that I answer it is I start off with name, degree, and why I chose the degree. And then usually I go into like creativity and uh, working with people. Yeah, and, um, and like content also that creation. very common question. It's not, like not very common question, that section at the end that's also always like, oh, what do you want to ask us? Which oh, is. Oh, yes. I first did interviews from last year, I was like inexperienced at it but like um this recent interview with two different people two separate interviews for the same company um I got to ask about like what pro I found this one much more intriguing for me because oh wait I don't want to expose what interview it was but I got to ask about like projects and kind of like the project life cycle in the workforce compared to like university because in uni for me I do not see how these little lab exercises can translate to real life work. So um, I was asking about that kind of stuff, like the translation between uni to workplace and like um, some things that are the same, what's different and what kind of projects that person has worked on and how it feels that maybe something that you work on will be part of someone's everyday life and will help them out as well. Okay. Which is actually a very, very cool part of what I will be doing in the future. It's a good question too. It shows that you're very interested in it, which is something that people should take um, take into consideration. Whenever they ask you to ask them questions... Uh, always go for a question that makes you seem very, very interested in the position and, and the also role like, or the company. Ask something that makes them happy. Like I think there's some level of like hearing other people's um, what's it called? Experiences. No, hearing someone else's um kind of. I can't think of the word. It starts with an e. Um. Yeah, let's skip that one. <laughs> but okay. Like, it's like hearing... Excitement. Yes, hearing someone else's excitement for something <laughs> that you do is something very special, I think. And yeah. it works both ways. Like, um, being excited for what someone could have potential for and also being for- excited for what someone has done and the impact that they have unknowingly made in your life. No, I do agree with that, though. I typically go for the question, what are some, like, from your personal point of view, 
what are some opportunities and obstacles that you've gone through or noticed uh, when you were in this job or position? I think the questions that we would ask are very different. Um, just like because of our very different fields. Because oh, yeah. um, for me, I was it's more like projects that you've worked on. And um, if I was doing an interview for like a tech consulting role, then the diff- I would ask like, oh, what's a typical workday for you? Like, um, how do you find balance as well? Because I want I like to hear that kind of stuff because it's also something I want to work on as well. So hearing it from someone more experienced, you can actually get a lot of information from these people and they are also very, very willing to share, surprisingly. Yeah, I think it's because all they have to do, like during the entire interview, they interview so many people and it's just them getting to know the uh, other person and it's not really a conversation, you know, like they don't get to share anything themselves which is very different to how a regular conversation would go. But I think we the, have the best okay, yes. question. The best question to ask is ask for advice. Okay. Because that person would have gone through like a lot of things that you're doing now. And um, it's very good to just take the chance, ask for advice. And that kind of shows that you're willing to improve yourself as well. Yeah. And yeah. that advice you probably can't get from, like, a lot of other people around you right now. So it's a good opportunity and take it. Okay. Uh, I feel like we have spent too much time talking about interviews. <laughs> but let's now get into our question and then we'll go into the actual topic of this podcast. So... Did you actually want to start off with your question today? So my question's very stupid. Um, you know UFOs, unidentified unidentified flying objects? Uh-huh. If a UFO lands and you identify it, then what is it called then? Because it's not unidentified anymore and it's not flying anymore. Is it just an object? No. What do you mean by identify it? Because, like, when it lands, you can tell what it is. Okay. But it's still, like... It's no longer Foreign to us. It's not unidentified, though. But it doesn't... It's not... It can't be called a UFO anymore because it's identified. Well, when I think of identified, I think, like, putting a name to it. Like, if it was a plane and it lands and you're like, oh, wait, that's a plane going to Brazil. And then no longer is that a UFO. But if it's if it lands and then you see that it's some weird shaped, like, But you'll eventually object. identify it because you'll investigate and you'll give a name to it if it's a brand new thing. Okay, sure. And then... When once you give a name to it, then it's no longer a UFO. It is now a whatever name you gave it. But isn't it still a UFO? Because I feel like UFO has become so synonymous with um spaceships <laughs> that like I think we've forgotten oh. that it's like what it significant signifies. 
It's a very I mean, dumb I think, question. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, when people think of UFO, it's they just correlated to aliens. Yeah. So it's, like, whatever kind of ship an alien is um, using, that's called a UFO. It's not really an identifi- an unidentified flying object. Probably most people don't even know that UFO stands for that, so. Then, like, do you think aliens exist? I do, but I don't think... It probably isn't how media portrays it. Like, not like some green, three-headed creature. But I think there's life (laughs) outside of... The green with the very, like, slanted eyes and the two, like, antennas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the really, like, sharp face like round top and sharp face. yeah yeah sharp i think chin. there's life outside of earth though definitely Which i could... do think so too yeah but i have a feeling that we won't discover it in our lifetime yeah or maybe they're cool. like they, they have visited us and they think we're too dumb and they left <laughs> it's so interesting though because it could have, like, think... they could be within us as well. Like, they could have blended in. Yeah. Okay, this is That's too... That's true. This is too strange. Hmm. Don't know what to think about. But my question for you today is, what are your thoughts on ghosting? I think there are times where it's appropriate to ghost. And... I have a few stories on ghosting. I don't know what my complete thoughts are. I don't are. think I've ever been completely ghosted before because I feel like it's it was more of we both kind of just trailed off and never talked to each other again instead of like, oh, completely ignoring someone. I've been ghosted a few times, but none of them have really like... It didn't really matter, I think. Because you ghosted someone recently too. Yeah, I'll go into that story. I don't know how many people, maybe like like most of the people that have ghosted me, it never really hurt because I wasn't like too invested. And some of them weren't even like romantic kind of things. Um, yes, but I did ghost someone recently and... Okay, I feel like I don't typically like ghosting. Like, I understand it. You were so reluctant to ghost. But, I mean, like, I had to. And then you got to to a point where you had to. Okay, let me explain what happened, though. So, there's this person that They might be listening. Probably not. Hopefully. I doubt it, but... Hopefully. It doesn't matter. You already ghosted. If he does, at least he can hear why I did it. So... We met online and honestly, I don't think we ever really connected and clicked, but I'm the kind of person who kind of just continues the conversation anyway. Like if it's, it wasn't that he was super, super dry and like there was still stuff I could respond to, which is why I continued the conversation. And so like, We would kind of talk here and there, but I was never the one to initiate any conversations. And I guess this is like a follow-up question. Do you think it's okay to talk online but not really want to meet in person? I think um, 
there is a kind of like criteria-ish that someone meets to be able to have me like want to meet them in person because if they're too boring then like I feel like I wouldn't want to meet them because yeah no matter how interesting they are in person especially in like the the now we're probably more likely to talk to them online most of the time like I talk to you online most of the time yeah we don't see each other that often so like I I feel like it's very important for someone to remain interesting online yes but I also think that there are a lot of friends that I have that we don't really text but I know in person would be will be fine like it won't be weird or awkward and I think those kind of relationships do work if you initially met in person though so if you already got to know who they are online I think um and they're really boring I think there's kind of no I think you don't if you don't find anything like remotely interesting there's no chance in person anyway like we didn't even have any similar interests at all we never got into any conversations other than very surface level things like like stuff that I would just tell anyone like oh yeah I have a podcast I I'm studying right now like very very basic stuff and so like and we never really talked regularly anyway and I don't know if it's like I don't know what it is but then uh because we were in holiday we were in holidays during that time and he suggested we meet up and at first I really did not want to but I felt so bad because I didn't have a reason for not wanting to meet up other than I just don't want to so I said okay sure like I'll I'll organize some kind of group event and you can kind of tag along and he was down for that and I was I guess I was down for that too but then the group thing never really uh fell through so we didn't end up doing it and he texts and says hey what about that group dinner that you were planning and I told him that it didn't nothing happened with it like we're not doing it anymore and he says oh I think we should still meet up like together and then (laughs) I was like like already from the group thing I really didn't want to so at this point I was like no I can't just say yes to it because I just do not want to at all like this person is very boring I think he should have taken a hint because like I think you anyone would have been able to sense a bit of reluctance yes I think so plus I kind of but he didn't take the hint (laughs) oh okay okay no I have the exact messages here I said not we aren't doing it anymore and he says oh rip and then like few moments later when I didn't respond to that he says maybe we should do a call or something one day I don't think you've even heard me speak before wait is is he double texting I guess we can call it triple at this point because I did not respond to the call thing this and then hours later he says LMAO probs not this week then and then I just replied with, ah, yes. Because I was planning on saying more to that. But then, I don't know, I ended up not. And he said, yes, what? When do you want to call? I never agreed to call. Um, and then I think afterwards I was like, oh, actually, I'm not into calling. And he says, 
yeah, but you have a podcast. And then I had to explain to him like, podcast is different to that because with me and you, we're friends, right? So speaking an hour, even two hours on this podcast, it doesn't feel like work. No, that's so rude. We literally have like five hour yeah. calls. Um, no, I was explaining to him, yeah, like we're friends, like me and you are friends. We're able to do that. We get along and, you know, it's kind of hard to compare like our relationship to me and his relationship. And he says, yeah, that's fair enough. And I said like, <laughs> okay, I'll quote this. This isn't me trying to say that you're not good. I just don't think that we vibe as well as us two. We haven't really had conversations that are other than like surface level stuff, which is cool, but it also means that we probably aren't that close. And then he says, all right, I get you. I don't mind opening up to you, uh, but I get what you mean when you say that we don't vibe. We don't really talk uh, to each other that much. And I was like, it's not really about opening up, though. It's kind of about, like, just the vibe. I don't know how to explain it, but you understand what I mean, right? Yeah, it's the vibe. Like, I think there's no real way to explain it, but it's, like, it takes a bit of effort at first with, like, chatting, because even with us, we didn't, like, vibe at the beginning. It yeah, it's kind like, of like a time there's thing. Still like, there's still like, oh, there's a bit of like tension. We don't know each other yet. But then you kind of get to a point where you just keep talking unknowingly. And that's when you're like really vibing. And that's yeah. when you like become proper friends. And I think there's like a barrier that you have to break out of in terms of being able to talk to that person about like other things outside of like what you have in common as well. But it should never be forced because once you get yeah. to that feeling of like, oh, I have to think about what to say to them. Like, I mean, for example, us two. Like, yes, at first we didn't really talk outside of the group chat, but then eventually we did. But I don't think it was ever like, oh, I think we should try to get to know each other more by talking outside of the group chat. It was kind of something that just happened. It was just like, oh, we were flooding the group chat, so maybe we should talk individually. Yeah. Instead of, like, having everyone read our messages. Um, yeah. He basically just said, like, and then he goes to say, um, like, I get along with people that differ in interests with me. I've had friends from uni since, like, first year, and they're completely different to me. And then I had to explain again, like, it's not really about interest because from the many episodes that we've done you might notice that like kelly and i are very very different too but we still get and along. like we also find it very hard to find topics to talk about sometimes because yeah. between us our conversations are very very random yeah but we we have so many topics that we would like to talk about but um, the other person isn't as interested in. So, like, yeah. I think I basically explained to him that it's got nothing to do with him not being, like, good enough, I guess. It's really just about, like, compatibility. And then I said, um, what I responded to his 
text about him having friends from first year that are opposite to him. I said, I explained that um, the person I do the podcast with is very different to me. We're opposites, but we just vibe. And I guess that some people just don't. And then he says, not going to lie. I still reckon we should call sometime. And then at that point, I'm like, like, how have you not gotten the hint? Like, <laughs> you literally, you literally spent, how long was it? You spent like a certain period of time, like explaining to him. Yeah. And he's still like, let's still call. And then I just <laughs> never responded. I think he said after that, like, not going to lie. I think we should still call sometime. Uh, it's really, it's better to get to know someone through that than texting. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to. Like, yeah. And then I ghosted. I don't know, like, from the other person's point of view. I think, though, like, maybe I'm just trying to make myself sound good. But if he really analysed it a bit further, I think he could tell that... I Like, I explained it in words. I said that I don't think we get along well. I literally said those words. And so is it really ghost... Like, it is ghosting. Like, but I think he got an explanation. to soften the blow... Because, like, so many people get ghosted without, like, explanations and it's, like, very sudden, a very one-sided thing. But, like, in this sense, you've tried to, like, let him know that y'all are not compatible and therefore, like, you're better off not talking, in a sense. Instead of, like, making it very painful for one person to keep, like, dragging on the conversation. I guess it's worse... Oh, yes, continue. He just didn't get it. Like, he just didn't get it. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. Maybe he just really wanted it to happen. So he kind of just ignored the signs. But, like, I guess it's worse when you weren't given any signs. Like, no, no. It's worse when you're given the opposite signs. Like, for example, the guy that I was talking to, who did ghost me, like, three days ago, he was reciprocating his, his replies were good like yeah his replies were, and he sounded said, like he was interested and he was like um starting yeah. plans and he was like but, yeah i'll go out to eat with you like what about and he like asked about me too my interests and my day and then he just ghosted so i think that's the worst yeah it's like i think there's a lot of ghosting that is like there's clear signs but then there's so many people out there that ghost without, well, like, not really without real reasons. They probably have their reason, but, like, the reason isn't clear to the other party and it really hurts the other party. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, a weird thing now. Because, like, I guess, is there really a wrong? Do you think that people should always kind of explain why the ghosting i mean like there's no real rights or wrongs but like some things are worth explaining in terms of like telling someone that you don't feel comfortable with someone something they say and like then ghosting them because of that i think that that's a point where like maybe explaining it to them would help them in the future but there's there's points where like not ghosting will end up hurting yourself because like you know in subtle asian relationships and stuff or subtle asian dating there's all those oh, like, yeah. chat logs that people post up about like um people just being a bit too much 
And some of them are, like, actually extreme. And I think for those people, talking to that person longer would be bad, in a sense. I wouldn't say, like, dangerous, but I think it's kind of bad. I also think it depends, like, on the relationship that you have. Like, for example, if you met through let's say like a dating app because I think that's when ghosting is most most prevalent is through some kind of dating app and like I guess when you meet through there your intentions are both to kind of get to know each other more and hopefully form a more intimate relationship and like if that's kind of the way that you're headed towards, like both of you with those intentions and one of you doesn't feel like that anymore, then I think that is when you should explain something. But when it's not really clear about, wait, I don't know what, no, I'm just contradicting myself. I don't know. Like ghosting is a very, I feel like I haven't experienced it enough to really talk about it. But I can talk about the other end because I have met people online and transitioned to, like, friends in real life. Even dated someone. Haha. <laughs> but I think... I don't know, like... I don't know where you find the point where it's, like, deciding to ghost or to, like, meet them. I have a similar question, kind of related, but not really. So, you know, in some kind of, like, um, relationships, like romantic, if it doesn't work out, you can just kind of break up with them. Like, say, oh, this isn't really, like, this isn't what I want. Yeah. And that's kind of normal. But how do you do that with friends, though? Oh, it's much harder because, like, I feel like friendships aren't as defined as relationships are. But, like, it's, like, I don't know, like, what kind of directions can friendships take? I've just never been in that situation. What, like, deciding where, like, where you don't want to be friends I with someone think, um, anymore? Most of the times when I've decided to not be friends with someone anymore or to just not talk to them, it's, like, because I have passed the point like especially with high school friends like I've passed high school and I have I no longer find that I have any anything in common and I also haven't found a way to break through from just talking about what we have in common I think with high school friends though because you don't see them every single day now and you don't share that common thing which was school if you don't text then I don't really see how you it's it's harder to remain as friends but you can definitely still yeah I've seen like so many friend groups stick together but I just never had a friend group like that I only have like three people <laughs> from high yeah, school yeah but you or like three or four like a handful but from high school some people from your group you're still friends with right I don't talk to them at all like I don't even check the group chats Oh, is it alive, the group chat? Yeah, it is alive, but just not something I participate in. I feel like I never even participated in the group chats that much, even while I was in high school. 
Oh, okay. I basically just talk to myself on the group chat because my group chat from like high school, I don't like I'm not I'm not complaining at all because I know that this is just them. But somehow our group is very just different to the typical 19 year old, 20 year old. Like most of us don't really drink, don't really stay up. Um, and like, I think most of us are quite introverted too. Uh, and like just texting isn't really their thing. So I basically just talk to myself on the group chat and I send like 20 messages in a (laughs) row. And then like five days later, I get a reply from one person and then the rest of them are kind of just dead. (laughs) That's kind of sad though. And so I've developed a thing, which was like, it's so dumb, but like, it's kind of like an inside joke thing. Um, whenever I want to get their attention, I send like a bunch of emojis. And so that's on their notifications. And then they'll be like, whoa, like, what is this? This is kind of different. And then they click on it and then they have to see what I wrote. Although (laughs) in my head, that's how it works, but it never happens because literally none of them are ever online, but it's actually fine because we end up like seeing each other. We get along well in person anyway. There's so many people that I kind of want to reconnect with, but I feel like I no longer have anything in common. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, there's so many people that I still support and, like, still support me in, like, social media. Like, we kind of keep up with each other's lives in that sense, but we no longer talk, which is, I think, is more and more common now, and it will be more and more common as we go on. Because especially when like everyone starts going to the workforce at different times and also working at different companies. I mean, I think it's so cool that we do have social media to keep ourselves in touch with them. Like just, yeah, because I, I've noticed that with like my parents, they don't have that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still in touch with like any people from their childhood? Uh, my mom uh, is. Like, they don't really talk as often. They don't really talk that often in general. But they do randomly catch up. Um, I think my mum is, like... She has a couple work friends that no longer work with her, but they still talk online. But their schedules are so busy that they don't really have time to meet up outside of work. Just... Not even outside of work because they don't work together anymore, but they don't have time to meet up. You know, that's kind of like... And that happens a lot. A random fear that I have, which is not having friends when I'm an adult. Like, actually getting a full-time job. I'm actually so scared because um, my dad is like that. Oh my gosh, same, same. Like, like my dad like you literally... Explaining. He doesn't um, contact friends. He has, like a, he has a couple... But he doesn't contact them. He doesn't initiate plans. And he just doesn't... Um, he doesn't socialise at all. He doesn't go out. He He's always at home other than when he's working. But the worst part is... Is he kind of also expects that from my mum. Because he's so lonely. Oh. Like he kind of right. expects that we're all there for him as well. But like... We do have time outside of our families. And 
we do have people outside of our families. Yeah, I think like the contrast between my dad, like you were explaining that, and it just reminded me of my family too, because my dad is very similar to that too, and my mom is also similar to your mom, because my mom has like a few friends here and there, and a lot of them are family friends. Why do I feel um, like this is a dad thing? <laughs> possibly. Maybe. And like, he also says that like, I have a lot of friends and like, why am I always going out? Like, how are you always going out with different people too? Oh, like, I don't really go out with different people because I think it's literally been instilled in me, like, back in high school, you know how we have like holidays every like 10 weeks. Um, It's a two week yeah. holiday. I think back... I would always limit myself to only going out once in those holidays because my parents wouldn't like it when I went out a lot. And I also found it really, really hard to ask them for money because I didn't get an allowance. It was just when I need it, I asked oh. for it. But I found it really, really hard. Even now, I don't ask my parents for money. Like, when I did just... you stop? Huh? When did you stop asking? Well, like, I used to, like, ask them for money when I went out just to pay for food. And then, like, I'll have to report to them, like, give them back the change and tell them, like, what I spent it on. Okay, right. And then, um, I think year 12, I was do- I was doing a bit less. Like, I was asking for less money because I had my own money that I saved up myself that I would spend a little bit of every time I went out. But I didn't have any income. So I hit uni, right? And that was when I started getting youth allowance. And that was when I stopped asking my parents for money. I paid for my own public transport. The only thing that they pay for is like bills and groceries for the household. While everything that is like just purely for myself, I pay for for myself. Like my tech, my gross, my own like snacks that I buy from Woolies on my own, um, literally my transport, my clothes, I pay for myself. Do you think this has kind of led you into some like money saving mentality? Like, oh, I have to save because no, <laughs> I am a spender. My brother is the saver. I feel like every single like if you oh have my like God, two wait siblings, a second. if you have like two siblings, it's usually one's the opposite. Wait, like yeah. Okay, I never noticed it. I don't have two. I have um three. You have four. But... You have three, like four kids total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three siblings. Do you have like two spenders and two savers? Um, so definitely my younger brother would be the spender. You know, yeah. ever since he got into like online shopping, he's now 15. Ever since like he learned what like toll bowl was, and AliExpress and all of these Chinese websites, he's like, whoa, so cheap. And then he, I'm pretty sure uh, my mom was saying like last month together, they spent like $500 on that. And then she was like, how did we spend so much money all together (laughs) on it? Um, so he's like the, the, the spender. And then I'm pretty sure once my sister was like, why are you so stingy with money? And like, Maybe it's because I grew up, I don't know, like, how, how is it so that... So do you think, like, 
your oldest brother is the saver and then your sister is the spender and you're a saver and your younger brother is a spender. But my sister's not even that much of a spender. Like, she spends on, like... Is she stingy, like, um, in terms of, like, not willing to spend? N- no. No. Because... I don't think so. I definitely think... But I think I definitely You are a saver. I'm a spender. But I have still managed to save money, which is pretty impressive. And it's all in my parents' home loan. Because I don't feel comfortable, like, having a card that has access to that amount of money. What do you think is the safe amount of money to have on a card, then, at this age? I wouldn't... I wouldn't hold over 1k on my card. Because I do not think... That there is a situation where I'll need to use more than 1k. Like, the only time... I didn't even yeah. hold 1k in my card at that point. But um, my brother and I were buying iPhones for my mom and my dad, right? The total was 2 point something k. So I was like, I'm not going in there to buy in person. I'll order online so that Apple has already held the money from my card. And then I'll go and pick it up. I wasn't willing to, like... It just felt weird having that one card that had that much money and I was responsible for it. Because, like, it was around 3k, nearly. When, after including my own money that was already on the card. I think... I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't think there's ever any kind of purchase I'll ever need 1k for, like, spontaneously. And if I, like, if I wanted to buy something over 1k, I can just, like, get the money from... They transfer over. I probably won't because earning interest, so I don't want to withdraw. But I did it once, and then my dad got. He was like, "Wow, you just lost like ten dollars in interest." <laughs> I haven't taken any money back out from the home loan, so I haven't like lost. Not really. I don't really earn interest. It's more that my parents don't have to pay as much interest because more of the home loan has been paid off technically. But I can easily transfer it out. But I don't understand if we all, like, all my siblings grew up in the same household, same parents, and, like, I guess... You don't understand how, like, it's so different. Yeah. What's the age gap between you and your brother, though? Five years. So, I think for me, my brother's very, very stingy. But does it make sense? Um, Like, from, like, because of the situation he was in? When he was growing up? I think, like, when he was growing up, my parents were definitely in a less financially stable position than when I was growing up. And also, like, I think because he's uh, so much older, I think when I was growing up, there were, like, a lot more family friends that were older than me. And I got so many hand-me-downs that I've, like, kind of grown up with an abundance of things. Like, even if it's not, like, necessarily bought new from my parents by my parents I just had so many things and I've been used to that and um that's kind of led me to like also want more yeah and my brother's definitely like I think he grew up knowing that money was tight and he would have to save I don't know but I think it's just a difference in personalities too because like I'm always online shopping like not necessarily checking out i feel like personality doesn't have much to do with it or or maybe it does like maybe if you value 
popularity and you think that to get there you need to dress a certain way then I guess I definitely did feel that at some point but now it's more like I kind of like stuff and I want it like I like fashion I like looking into like what people are wearing I like I like like even watching dramas I noticed something I was like oh I like that that's kind of pretty and then like when I go when I just scroll through the internet I see ads like things are similar from like certain brands and stuff and I gravitate towards that as well I don't think my brother has that kind of exposure to fashion and stuff like that (laughs) with the um like 20 red shirts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he's on he's on the uh, i didn't tell you he's on the navy shirts now like this is because so interesting dead. to me like i can't like he just bulk buys shirts okay wait do you want to explain it because it's actually very interesting so like um it's all started when he was in america when he was on exchange and i think he was just at some store and he just bulk bought brown shirts <laughs> like a dozen brown shirts like the exact and same he one just started right wearing them yeah it was like the exact same one they were all brown like he didn't even choose a pack that was like multicolored. they were all brown and then like um he came back and they started dying right and he was like wait i need new shirts but i'm not bothered to pick out individual ones so i'll just bulk buy again and he bulk bought 13 red a dozen red shirts some of them was a 13, some of them was 12 shirts. But I'll just say, like, a dozen red shirts, a dozen black shirts, and a dozen white shirts. Plain t-shirts. To be honest, though, if you're on rotation, I feel like... No, no, he wasn't rotating between the colours. He was wearing one colour. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But if you're rotating <laughs> between the same colour, I feel like five is already plenty. Oh, no, like, he wears them to sleep, too. So, like... He wears one to sleep and then he changes out of it and wears a different red shirt to work. (laughs) Oh. So, like, it's not even him being lazy with changing shirts. He changes shirts so often. Because, you know, sometimes, like, do you ever wear stuff, like, multiple times before you wash it? Because it doesn't, like, you haven't worn it that long or, like, it doesn't, like, have a smell yet. It's still, like, relatively... Oh, that's so interesting. It's still relatively clean, like, especially with hoodies for me. I wear them for longer. Especially, like, when, like, I wear shirts underneath as well. Oh, yeah, same. But my brother's just changing them, like, around (laughs) every single day. Two shirts a day. One for sleeping, one for going out. And he's on his navy shirts now, but, like, doing the laundry is so funny. Yeah, that one photo that you showed Lucy and I. Like... I did that on purpose, like, I, um, I actually, like, hung them all up together on purpose, and my mom was like, Kelly, what are you doing? I was like, I'm doing it for a photo. Oh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's funny, and I've never heard anything like this before. And you know what, though? You know, everyone asks if my brother changes shirts, but he doesn't ask my, they don't ask my brother, they ask me. Like, my cousin was like, I swear I've seen Alan in that shirt so many times. I was like, oh no, it's a different one. Here's 12 of them. <laughs> and yeah, they very just look different. At me, like, you and your brother. Confused. I think I've gotten very into fashion, and I think partly because of you. Not like, like in my mind, I've gotten into fashion. I haven't changed my wardrobe at all. But like, I, I notice a lot to do with fashion. You now. know what's funny? So you, my brother started working, right? And like, he was wearing red shirts all the time. And red shirts, it's a bright red. And 
it's not really a color that people normally wear. So like a lot of his um, co-workers right. were like, Alan, are you um, changing shirts? And he's like, yeah, I have like 12 <laughs> of them. And then because they were starting to like have holes in them, he recently bought the navy ones, right? The first time he turned up to work in a navy shirt, everyone was staring at him. <laughs> Ever since he started working there, how many different colours has he gone through? No, he's a, he did red last year and the navy this year. So he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't moved on to another colour yet. And yeah, he only wears that one colour. I, I, I think this is like the most intriguing like behaviour. I just I tried to spice up his color choice because you and know it's how plain, I got all those UNSW right? shirts. Oh yeah, it's plain like no logos, no whatever. Right. You know how I got all of those oh, UNSW yes, yes. shirts. So I got a I gave all of them to my brother. Like a yellow one, a white one, a blue one, a green one. My dad stole the green one actually, but um, like I started like giving him so many colored items, and he he just wears them to sleep. Oh, at least it's something. <laughs> Like he's, it's something. Yeah, it's it. It is a change. He does have a purple shirt from like Math Sock or something, right? And I love how we we started off talking about ghosting, and now we're talking about my brother's fashion sense. No, I like the way that we kind of just have this unfiltered conversation, and it just flows though. But like, can you imagine just buying like multiples of the same shirt in the same color? No, I can't. I oh, see wait. if it's like a different color. I do have t-shirts where I have, like, a grey version and a black version and a white version, etc. I need to but invest more in basics, though. I want more hoodies. I don't think I have enough. I feel like you say that so often. No, because, like, every single hoodie I buy is, like, loungewear hoodie right now because, like, I just wear it to sleep. I want more going out hoodies because I have my plain black one, which is, like, it keeps sticking, like fluff keeps sticking to it for some reason and i always have to use that like sticky thing rolly sticky thing oh yeah mint roller yeah to get it off every time i wear it but then like i wear it for a little bit and then like more fluff sticks to me and then there's another one i have my gray champion one the really plain reverse weave i have my black champion with the cropped with the gold script Oh, yeah, and yeah, I know I'm, that one. That's that's all my hoodies. Oh, and you sold your purple one, right? Oh, no, I still have the purple one, but it's loungewear. I wouldn't wear it out. Uh, okay. I, I'm trying to sell it, too. Yeah, if anyone wants to get some clothes, Kelly has a Depop account. Ha-ha, what is it called? Except, I do not know. I do not know my handle. Oh, okay. Um, if you find it, you find it. If you don't, you don't. It's fine. It's a mission. Go find it. I'm actually like collecting because I bought so much stuff that like now, like I bought it during lockdown and I was like, okay, I'm going to use this after lockdown then. But now my style has changed. So like, I'm not going to use those things and I'm just going to send, if they don't sell, I'm just sending them back to Vietnam to my cousins because they will like it. And mm. it's brand new. I've never used it. I just cut the tag so I couldn't return it. But uh, we started this fashion conversation from our money spending habits, right? Yes, so I because we wanna... mostly spend on fashion. 
Right. I think my most, my biggest expense is food. Yeah, food and then fashion. But like with food, I think I wouldn't count it as an expense just on myself because like when I do buy stuff, it's for my family. Like we just, I just chuck it in the fridge. Like sometimes my mom's missing some groceries. I just go out to Woolies, buy it, chuck it in the fridge. But it still is my biggest expense. Oh, food for me, and it's transport. like going out, eating food, not like groceries. Oh, when I go out, I see my expenses like spike. It's so, it's so much more expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, but transport, that too. Because... I think when I was working um, two places, that's when my transport costs spiked. Because I was tapping my Opal card like every day, nearly. Oh, yeah, and, like, like, going to uni Work, 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 uni, and then Friday I was free. But now it's just, like, two days a week I tap my Opal card. I, what I do is, like, because my card doesn't have as much money, I pay, I top up in cash because I want to get rid of my cash. So, um, what I do is I just top up a $50 note at once and I just keep using my Opal card until, like, it's done. And then I top it up again. Oh, I have auto, so I don't have to feel bad about it. I have auto, but I also feel like I lose track when I keep using auto. I use auto as, like, a backup in case I forget. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, I'm going to do, like, a full circle moment thing. (laughs) Full Uh, circle moment. When we first started... When we first started the episode, we kind of talked about our interviews, right? And I said that yeah. I was interviewing for two different companies. So the one that I'm gravitating more towards is a company that I would definitely spend more at. Uh, but the thing is, I, I know that like even with the discounts, and it's a good discount anyway, it's 40%. So that's very Holy. good. Yeah. yeah and that, that's so worth it. I know, right? Plus, it's at a store that I know I would like those kind of products. Yeah, Um, you'll be more passionate about your work. Yeah. But the thing is, even then, I know I won't buy it. Because those kind of things, like in my head, I just can't spend on myself unless it's like necessities. And this isn't... the opposite. A necessity. Like, I I don't need this in my life. I just... It's just something that makes me feel better. And that to me isn't good enough to spend money on. Mm. And it's like... Because I just spent when I like stuff. I literally have like three pairs of shoes in my closet that I haven't worn yet. Because I've bought it. I bought them just in case. Oh, really? Like, I like the style. I really like them. And they were like on clearance. So I bought them and because my current shoes haven't like completely worn out yet and I don't want to have like multiple pairs of shoes that I'm using at the same time and not really wearing out any pair. I want to completely wear out my current pair before I move on because they're also very similar style. No, I, I literally have like one of each thing. Like I only have one pair of sneakers and I feel like I should get more but at the same time it's like why if you already have one pair it's like you and your bags and my bags like you only have that one van's backpack right do you still use it oh yeah okay 
this is going like this is random thing so next tuesday i'm planning on going to uni but the thing is i have an interview before i'm gonna go to uni and i'm planning on studying at uni but like i can't just bring a backpack to my interview because that doesn't look professional so then I have it to depends stuff- what your backpack looks like because my backpack oh, that's looks true. like a work backpack Oh yeah, like if you get the like the leather ones, but no, mine is a. It's got like holes in it. It's very old, (laughs) but the thing is, like, it works, and that's why I can't justify getting new stuff because if it does the job, then it's good enough. I think like um, I kind of start getting backups for like things like backpacks when I start getting holes, like before it's broken, but then I can't. There's, there's part of me that sometimes can't resist using new stuff. Yeah. That um, I start using it. So I tried... I've, I'm have i a lot better with resisting it now, especially with my shoes. And you said... Because, like, I really want to wear those shoes. But I know that I want to break my oh, for current ones first. And you said before that if you went through the same phone situation as me where your drink bottle leaked and then your phone kind of died for those like three hours you, after that point you would have just gotten gotten a new phone right yeah i would have replaced it yeah because after it stopped working i was like that's an i, I looked into it a bit to me i looked into it and then i was like oh it's working again no i don't need a new phone but, I, mean, I swear you were, uh, I think you mentioned the first time, like, replacing the phone when you did get the leak, and then it started working again, and you never mentioned it again. Yeah, because it works fine. Like, it was a very, very old phone, and, like, compared to my new one, it just doesn't really compare. The thing with you is that you don't, I feel like you don't crave for new stuff, but I do. No, I think like, I always do want new things and I just can't bring myself to do anything about it unless it, like, breaks. Like, for me, it's like I always want new things, but I'm never financially stable enough to justify getting it. Oh, like, yeah. Plus, especially because my interests are in tech. And tech yeah. is so expensive. Oh, very like, expensive. I say, like... I'm telling myself that until I have an extra 1k after the price of that thing, oh yeah, I won't get it. But the thing is, I never have more than 1k on my card because when I have 1.5k, that's the point where I transfer 500 to my parents. Oh, okay. So like I just never let myself hold enough to buy the thing, so I never buy the thing. Like I've just come up with these kinds of strategies to stop myself from buying stuff i guess that is a good thing you know what's weird though i don't know if this is weird i feel like this is kind of weird so i really like makeup and i feel like that's probably one of like my biggest passions um but the thing is i've only ever purchased from mecca or sephora like once in my lifetime and that was because i had a gift card like out of my own money i've never actually bought anything because it's like why why am i buying stuff that i don't actually need but like i'm fine with spending on other people though i feel like i i'm so much more okay with spending i don't feel guilty when i am spending on other people like when i got airpods for you 
or like I didn't buy it myself but it was split between like a few people but like when I just buy stuff and I'm like oh this is good for flora and then I just give it to you I I kind of like don't think about that cost but I think about every single other dollar that I spent on myself I think I get the same guilt as you. Wait, did you ever feel guilty no, about I, it? Like, it, it's fine if you say no. I mean, yes. Did you ever feel like, oh, like I kind of, like, wanted that? It's like with the AirPods, um, when my AirPods did, like, because my AirPods right now, like, they're kind of on and off. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, there was a point where, like, they just shut down and I was like, crap. I wish I kept the AirPods. But then I was like, oh, wait, it was a gift for Flora. Like, it's fine. Like, there's always those moments where, like, I'm like, oh, wait, I could have used that. But then I'm like, oh, wait, there's someone else, like, you had a better use for it. But I feel like, you know, when I buy stuff and I, like, especially, you know, <laughs> with my earring collection and how, how, how I unloaded so much of it to you. Right, yeah. Um, I'm like... I was so okay with, like, just ordering 10 pairs of earrings on um, AliExpress by justifying that it was for you. But when I was ordering for myself, I just kept, like, deleting stuff. Oh, that's kind of cute. Like, I added to I added to cart and I just, like, I was like, oh, wait, no, I don't like these that much. And I deleted it. And I always only end up with, like, one or yeah, two Yeah, like, you definitely fueled most of my jewellery collection. Most of the earrings, anyway. Or, like, you kick-started it, and then my brother got me two pairs. So, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed you, like, changing earrings, like, yeah, so like, often. Yeah, like, before... I am proud of myself. <laughs> before you came into my life, you know I had those, like, one flower ones? Yeah, you wore them everywhere. Yeah, and then those were literally the only pair of earrings I actually owned. And now it's like, oh, yes, I have I have choices now. Sometimes choices aren't that great. Yeah, that's also true. Because I think now, like, I, I've i also, like, downsized my collection because I unloaded it to you. But I still, like, whenever I find it hard to choose earrings, I just don't wear them now. I want to, like, I don't know. Being your friend has really just made me spend more though or like want more things and which is a good and bad thing and being your friend has made me spend less really has it i feel like i have definitely spent less like that time when we just like impulsively bought the bag together oh yeah and i haven't because, really used because it all i said was i want this bag and you're like okay let's get it and i was like what I guess then, so then. And then you were like, let's get it together. And I was like, okay, I'll get one too when I already have a nylon bag. Yeah. Uh, you know how, like, you have changed up your room a bit with the new desk and, like, cupboard and all that? Yeah. And then it, like, inspired me. Like, what if I then got a vanity in my room and now I really <laughs> want one? And, like, this is never – I've never considered – changing up my room ever until you're just like oh let me change up my room and then I feel like it's okay if I do it too for some reason. Because I haven't changed my room in 10 years and I was like yeah this isn't serving me anymore I don't need this. Uh, I don't know it's just like 
a lot of money that I have yeah. but I'm not willing to spend. Changing my room did cost me a lot because I, I bought my monitor. I didn't buy my table because it's the old dining table. But I had to buy like a lot of... I had to pay for the wood for my cabinet because we built it. Oh, but you that built was it? Yeah. My wardrobe and my like shelf thing on the side of my table, I built both with my dad. Oh, I thought it was like, like the IKEA ones where like you build no, it. No, we but... bu- we built it ourselves. Like we cut, we got the wood cut. Like with the wardrobe, my dad got it cut at work, and he paid for that one. Oh. But, um, with the shelf, we we measured out, we designed it, we built it, we we got it cut at Bunnings. It was like a dollar per cut. Wait, is that cheap? Um, well, like, the thing is, it was eight cuts, but then the girl was like, I'll round it down to five. So it was only $5 for, like, cutting it. Mm, okay. So, like, it wasn't bad. I feel like it did end up being more expensive than buying my one from Ikea and just building it. But I also feel like, the ones from Ikea, I couldn't find one with the dimensions I needed. Yeah, because I'm finding it hard That's to for issue. the vanity. That's my issue with so many pieces of furniture. It's so hard to find it in the dimensions that you need. It's always either too big or too small. And we're deviating so much. What are we even deviating from, though? I don't know. <laughs> like, what are we even going to name this episode? I don't know that that's gonna be a um a, a problem for decision. us in two days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, though, we are now at the uh, past the one hour mark. We might like wrap things up. Yes. So if you like the episode, give us a like so that YouTube can recommend it to more people. Share our video not really video share our podcast leave a review on apple podcast i saw a review recently because i was on apple podcast Wait, really we got five stars it was just it was no text it was just the rating five oh. stars thank you to whoever that was that's kind of cute you. thank um, you remember to rate review subscribe have your notification bell on follow us on instagram, instagram. two friendless friends what else is there? Follow us on whatever podcast um, platform you use. Download our episodes. Support oh yeah, us. and you sent you sent that photo to me recently. We uh, reached over one thousand downloads on yeah everything but YouTube, right? We've reached yeah one thousand downloads on like podcast apps and stuff like that. Yeah, YouTube. I think we're on like one point five k views, but I feel like some of them are from me like accidentally clicking in and like YouTube counted it as a view. I do not know. Wait, the isn't downloads the same as views? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I I always just thought they were, but yeah. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us. Please continue to support us so that we can continue this podcast. Let us know, too, if you like these kind of random, unfiltered episodes where we don't really have a proper topic. Because I feel like we could record 10 of these, no problem. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Uh, we'll see you next week, Sunday at 1 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Is it Eastern Time or Standard Time? I don't know. 
Is it is not it sta- It's standard time right now. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Oh yeah. Wait, there's also the AEDT. When which one? When no, it's Australian Eastern Standard Time. Right now. Yes, and that's one thirty two p.m. Savings. When it's daylight savings. It's oh. AEDT, right? Okay. Wait. I don't know. Like someone anyway, tell me. I'll Google this after. <laughs> you can just search it up yourself. Yeah, I'll Google this afterwards. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Bye. Bye.